Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It is Wednesday, the 11th of July, 2018. Happy Wednesday. Happy happy hump day and, and thank you for, for joining us today. I am your host, Edwin Frendozo. The Business Leadership Live is a it's, it's, it's a special type of show. It's a live live call, live, like similar to live radio call-in shows where I speak to amazing business leaders, subject matter experts, and, and, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovation, current events, or even best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. My co-host, really excited today, is Aubrey Chapnick. He's the lead associate at the global human capital consulting firm Willis Towers Watson and also the founder of hashtag WRK. It's a blog which features interviews of accomplished leaders focused on career development and finding finding fulfillment. So thank you. How's it going, Aubrey? Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure, Edwin. Thanks a lot for having me. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this Wednesday too. Awesome. Great. Well, and I know you and I are have similar platforms and and learning how to you know, in, improve emerging business leaders or employees as they grow within their career. So I'm really excited about this. So thank you again for sharing your time. And if you are just joining in today, we'll be discussing how to build a fulfilling career and finding success. So if you have any thoughts or even are building that career or that success and want to join in and share your tips, just just press quick live and, and, and we'll have you join us in the conversation. So why don't we just jump in, Aubrey? Why is building a career today more difficult than it has ever been in the past? That's a really good question, Edwin. So the, the interesting thing is that the world has changed a lot. When you think about growing up, finding a job back in, let's say, the 30s, the 40s, kind of post-recession, uh, you had this traditional career path, and the idea would be that you'd join a company, you'd work there for 20 years, and then if you worked hard, you didn't screw up, you'd make it to a certain level of success, uh, management level. Um, but that that's completely changed. And the way with technology, the way that business is changing so quickly, there's so many more options, first of all, of what people can do. And companies today are thinking very differently about the way that they hire people, the way that they manage their talent, and uh, it, it's very different than the traditional way that we looked at career. So not only has the landscape changed, but the way that we think about our careers is also changing a lot. So all of that has kind of contributed to this kind of a, a perfect storm of uh, trying to figure out what it means to have a fulfilling and successful career in 2018. I mean, that's really interesting. I, 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 may, I may date myself, Aubrey, but I was... Uh, I was part of an organization. It was a global telecom organization, Nortel Networks, and I remember they were, you know, they were a hundred thousand employees at the, you know, at the top top of their game, and then before their downfall. Um, but I remember as I got laid off at the time, I was I was sitting in a room with these consulting firm that helps people go to their next you know, help them, you know, with their resume or interviews. And it was actually really shocking, and this might have been one of my key things of becoming an entrepreneur, that people in the room, they had never, you know, they've worked for Nortel for 20, 25, 30 years. They never wrote a resume. They mm-hmm. never they never went through an interview. They don't have education. So I was I just wanted to relate that it's definitely a different world. So how are how are people or how are organizations really changing to, to help that or, or develop that for, for the people? Well, I think a main thing is that a lot of organizations are starting to think about 
how to uh, cater to people who are wanting a little bit more of a dynamic environment. So when you think about things like a flexible work schedule, a different kind of rewards package, different development opportunities, one of the main things that people these days are looking for, and, and I say that primarily from a, a generational point of view of maybe the, the 20-somethings, mid-30s, mm-hmm. really strong focus on development. And I've seen a lot of information, and I'm talking anecdotally at the moment, but just around how much value is placed on being able to learn, develop, and grow, have opportunities to contribute, and and just get mentorship from more senior people who are more experienced, in addition to things like wanting to have a flexible work schedule, be able to do work when you want it. So those are some some of the things that companies are doing, and also just trying to really develop their brand. So much much like what you said around the, the the people that you spoke about when you're at Nortel, a lot of the times these days people have to develop this personal brand for themselves to make them particularly interesting, develop a really strong point of view of how they add value in the marketplace, and be able to communicate that really succinctly to tell an interesting story that will allow them to join a company that they really identify with. So those are some of the things that are that are going on that I'm seeing. No, that's that's super interesting, and it's always good to hear when organizations are listening to the younger workforce and you know providing that flexible flexible environment or allowing for development and growing and mentorship. But for those, I mean, you mentioned something, and it's really interesting to me because uh, it, it's developing personal brand. How do you see it in your organization, or maybe within your friends or circle of influence or your circles? How are they taking it in their own hands to, to develop this? Because I'm assuming organizations are not helping you with your develop your brand yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I wouldn't say that a lot of companies are, are investing in helping people develop their individual brands for the perspective of marketing externally. There is a, quite a strong um, kind of movement around what's your personal brand inside of an organization, and that's kind of a little bit different. It really is more of wanting people to know what you're good at, what you can deliver on, where you want to go, that kind of thing. But from my point of view, seeing people that I know who are trying to develop their personal brands, a lot of it is around, number one, figuring out who you ultimately want to be, who your audience is, and what your ultimate goals are. And once you figure that out, then you can develop a strategy around what your personal brand is. But a lot of, of that comes from being very clear and concise around why you're different, why you're, why you're unique, what you care about, and then doing everything around that North Star in terms of networking, who you meet, who you have coffee with, what kind of things you engage with, what kind of events that you go to, do you write about stuff, what kind of media that you consume, um, do you produce a blog, do you produce videos, what does your LinkedIn look like? It's kind of all these things put together that, if you would say really succinctly, someone who has a strong personal brand would really clearly be able to articulate who they are, what they care about, and the kind of value that they can bring to a company. So do you think, um, I mean, having said that, and I really, I really, you know, agree with everything you said there, but if someone was in that, I mean, I think you were talking about someone understanding what they're passionate about mm-hmm. or what they want to do in their life, but are you finding people within within the 20s or 30s, do, are, are people in jobs that they're passionate about or or why, or if they're not, why are they staying in it right now? 
Well, that's actually one of the main reasons why I started uh, hashtag WRK or hashtag work was because as a 20-something, just finishing my MBA, getting my first job at a school at a tech company, I came to realize that I really just didn't know if I was on the right path, wasn't sure if I was doing what I was caring cared about. And I realized the best way to do that was to go and speak with leaders who have been there, done that, whether they be in their 20s, 30s, or, or up to early 40s, who have had success to understand kind of what their secret sauce is to being uh, fulfilled by what they do for, in being successful. So work has all been about sharing the stories and insights of these passionate and purposeful young leaders so that their knowledge and insights can be harnessed by anyone to accomplish their goals. And to answer your question, the interesting thing that I've, I've come across through conducting over 40 of these interviews of largely tech founders, seasoned executives, um, and people who have just done really well for themselves is that it comes down to kind of four things. And one of the things that you talked about was this idea of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So I would say that there's, there's a stat out there that I think Fast Company put out that 50% of people lack meaning and significance in their work. So I would say that largely people aren't necessarily doing something that they're happy with, and that's a kind of pervasive theme, but maybe they actually haven't put the time and effort into thinking about kind of who I am, what do I care about, what am I good at, what kind of organization do I really want to work for and why, and just defining happiness and success for themselves is something that I wouldn't say a lot of people implicitly think about doing actively. No, I I totally agree, and and putting in that work, I, <laughs> I I love I love the hashtag work, and I think I'm going to use it all the time now. But putting in that work <laughs> to really to really understand yourself. A lot of people, I mean, when I was younger, I remember just getting a paycheck. That's amazing. It's party time mm. on Thursday, Friday yeah. night. Like, why 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 am I even going to think about this self awareness? And I think what happens fast forward, and and maybe you could relate to this, and and you're doing the work to to really understand this and spread the word is 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 ensuring that people think about what, what you really want, especially the folks that I'm, sh- I'm sure you hear about it or maybe you have coworkers right now who hate Monday mornings. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally, totally hear that. And, and you touched on something really interesting, Edwin, the whole idea of kind of you come out of school, you get your first paycheck, and you, you're like, wow, I've, I've got some money now. I can go and enjoy it. It's probably the big, and it's probably the biggest check most people yeah. have made in their life, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first came out of undergrad and realized I could finally start uh, start saving for something. It was great. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting because there's there's that, and then when you get that first paycheck, you automatically start to think about this idea of a path, right? Mm-hmm. You get out of school, you're you're finding your first job, or whether it be after your master's, you're finding another job. And you're thinking about what that path really looks like and what that path will lead you to, to in terms of positions, compensation, responsibility, impact, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I've also found out through uh, doing all these interviews of, of successful folks is that this idea of, of that path is fundamentally wrong, at least for the people that I spoke with, where a lot of them, who some of these people are um, VPs, senior VPs, founders, mm-hmm. pretty successful folks, they didn't really follow a path. They, they more so crafted a story of, of themselves, for their careers, took interesting opportunities that were exciting and aligned with what they cared about, and that's what helped them be successful. They weren't so concerned about 
kind of following this set path per se. Yeah, so it's almost like thinking, I know there's some some people are over strategizing their next step, right? They're like, okay, yeah. if I pick up this project, this is going to get me to this, that will get me to mm-hmm. that. Or sometimes it deters them, right? And I and I find that just do good work. Like if you mm-hmm. like the job, do good work. The rest will take care of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that, I, I really love that in terms of not thinking about a career path, like quote-unquote career path anymore, right? Unless I'm off on that. No, I think you hit the you hit the nail on the head. This whole idea of when I was doing my MBA, we did a lot of these analytical case studies, and mm-hmm. some of our profs would kind of hit us over over the head. And I remember very clearly it was our, our venture capital prof that I think said in one of our classes, and he was a, a founder of a, of a VC fund out in Vancouver, and mm-hmm. basically talked about the, the level of analysis that you can get to can be paralyzing to the point where you're not going to make an investment decision in the company that could scale to be a billion-dollar business, and you make a great exit off of it. So there definitely is that whole idea of always second-guessing yourself. Am I doing what's right? Um, of course, you need to have a certain measure of that and savvy around what you want to accomplish, but that whole over-strategizing that you mentioned, that's where people just get into and get into trouble, for sure. Yeah, I find that, and with the internet and social media and everything that yeah. mm-hmm. that's coming at us at a million miles a second, you know, mm-hmm. you really you really wonder, like, okay, I have this opportunity or I have this job, should I do it, not do it? And if I do it, and what I find is, sometimes people do it for the right reasons, but then they don't do a good job. So, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. we're probably gonna, you're probably going to talk about this. But so, so let's just move forward. So what, what are some of the things that, that people can start doing now mm-hmm. to, to, to direct themselves to finding more of that fulfilling type of work? Absolutely. So I'll go back to the, the, the four things that I, I learned across this year-long journey so far of mm-hmm. with these successful folks and and, and the four of them are quite simple. The first one is this idea of, like we just chatted about, investing in your self-awareness. And mm-hmm. I, I use the term investing because in, engaging in self-awareness and reflection is very challenging and difficult, and it can't be mm-hmm. just you. You need to invest and put time and effort towards understanding the things that you care about, what you're passionate about, getting very clear on the things that you're good at, and mm-hmm. using that ultimately as a filter to direct everything that you do. So one person that I spoke with who's the, the VP of talent and culture at a, at a big tech company um, that's publicly traded here in uh, Canada really said that if you don't understand that, then ultimately you can not only find yourselves in, in opportunities that you're not prepared for, you don't really like, you're not doing it for the right reasons, and that can set you on, on the wrong path, and it's not aligned to what you care about. So th- that also needs to be complemented by speaking with people who you know, who you've worked with, and just kind of asking them. And this actually might be kind of uncomfortable uh, at the start, but yeah. you learn that a lot of it is very um, insightful about how you see yourself, how other people see you. Kind of just go up to someone and say, X, Y, and Z, what do you think that I'm good at? What, what, do you, what, what, would, what would you go to me for if you knew – that, that uh, if I was in trouble, some professionally. Uh, that's, so that, that, that's, sorry, the, go ahead. No, there's a good exercise that I, that I wanted to just share along through with your number one was investing in your self-awareness. But if you're just tuning in, um, Aubrey, my co-host today is Aubrey Chapnick, and we're discussing how to build a fulfilling career and finding success. So if you are listening live and if you perhaps have some tips or you are living a successful 
um, career, we'd love for you to join us and, and join the conversation. But one thing I share, Aubrey, is before I started my podcast, the Business Leadership Podcast, I had read a book um, by Jonathan Fields. It's called How to Build a Good Life or How to Live a Good Life. I don't know if you read it, but for those listening, it's a really good quick book, but this is one of those personal development books that uh, that like many have exercises and I never used to do the exercises in a personal development book <laughs> yeah. but there was there was one I think it was timing whatever the fact was it was like very similar to what you said it was like what is your what is your killer app personally and basically mm-hmm. the exercise was you email your your friends your colleagues your business partners um, clients whoever you want to email and you basically say hey what's my hey, Aubrey what's my killer app why, what do you know me for, and what would you call me for, something like that. And it was interesting, the feedback I got, and it was like, oh, you're connected, Edwin, you're trustworthy, and that sort of led the ball rolling into the podcast. So it's, for those listening, it's an important thing to understand what people see you as, and it, it, it may or may not align to what you're doing, but you'll realize, I'll be like, oh, if I'm, if these people are telling me this, and I'm doing this that's totally opposite, there's mm-hmm. definitely a disjoint. That's probably why I'm not happy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a bunch of different things. And, and with that, that sounds like a really good good exercise. You might realize that if 10 people say that you're really great at talking to people and, and you should be in sales and you're in something that's a desk job, you're kind of typing your way at a computer on a spreadsheet, there might be the opportunity to go and make a change. You never know. Exactly, exactly. The, uh, the rest of them I'll, I'll be a little bit more briefer on. And, and the, the second one is this idea of failure. And that's mm-hmm. what I really learned from talking with tech founders particularly around how they view failure, how they see failure. And one person that I, that I spoke with kind of said this idea of if you're not failing enough, then you're not doing hard enough work to push yourself hard enough to get to a certain place. And you should be worried more about optimizing for this idea of how much am I failing, but not in the sense of, you want to ideally fail because there's kind of this uh, sensationalization of failure, I think, in the tech community particularly. Um, But it's really just the idea of stop being afraid of taking things that are on that are hard and don't be worried about taking risks. So when Mm -hmm. when we talk about risks, it could be risks from a career perspective of choosing a role that might actually be lower paid than the one that you're currently in but has a better opportunity for growth or choosing a role that has a worse title or kind of taking on a new challenge, speaking up in a meeting or something like that. So that's another thing that they found to be, I found from all the people that I talked to to be a consistent theme around how to find success in this fulfillment. Yeah, and, and those are great, and those are great yeah. examples, especially like don't, don't get so wrapped up in, in title yeah. names or, or, or financial outcome if it's only short term, right? Exactly. And as long as it leads somewhere, I think that when it comes to when it comes to money and going back to the, the paycheck conversation we, we had a, a second ago, one person that I met that I spoke with who um, is a VP at a, at a cryptocurrency company doing kind of international licensing deals, she said something really insightful. And she said that the money that you make before you're 30 doesn't necessarily matter as much as the learning experiences that you have along the way. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, if you if you come out of school and you work in let's say capital markets or investment banking, I mean I worked in investment banking very briefly after our during my MBA, um, and and you get accustomed to a certain level of compensation, you start to frame all of your decisions around 
that's that right. level of compensation, right? Um, and everything that you see, if you work in that industry, isn't going to be the same amount of money usually. And you might be holding yourself back from doing something that you find more fulfilling or interesting because you're just so worried about that number. Um, but again, that comes back to investing in self-awareness to understand what you really care about. Exactly, um, exactly. It's doing the work. Exactly, doing the work. Um, the third one is, is this idea of building relationships, not contacts. Mm-hmm. And everyone that I spoke with talked about networking pretty extensively. And for someone like you who's doing a lot of talking with people, learning about them, building relationships is so important in business, right? I mean, That's right. From, uh, from the people that you meet, a lot of the time you find those awesome opportunities through people that you know. But the way that we think about networking, people may or may not think about it the right way. Um, if you were to describe networking, as, I mean, how would you describe what networking is? No, I mean, I do talks about networking, so uh, <laughs> oh, I... perfect. I'd love so, to hear it. No, for me, and when I talk to younger professionals, whether they're entrepreneurs or, or emerging le- leaders, I always tell people, if you're going to go into a room, forget the numbers, go in there and make three friends. Be generally curious about them and how you can provide value in them. And I find if I go in just trying to meet three people, generally meet them and know them, know, know what keeps them up at night, and knowing if I could provide value in them, I find that the most effective networking in the world versus trying to, you know, going into a networking event with, oh, I got to meet Aubrey. I mean, it could be my agenda, mm-hmm. but I may even miss Aubrey because I just met three amazing people <laughs> that may, I mean, relationships and business is how strong your relationship is with, with people, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, I mean, that's the way I describe networking is make friends. I don't call it networking. I, I love that that way of thinking about it because you you really captured a lot of what all of these people said who I interviewed was that it's really about adding value, getting to understand someone and having a genuine connection. A lot of people, like you said, go into networking events trying to focus zero in on one person and or, or, or two people or, or even just meet as many people as possible. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this going into a room and coming away with one person who you had a really great connection with, who you are going to go, let's say, have a coffee with or a drink with after this event is over, maybe forward some clients over, try to develop a sort of relationship with, much stronger and much likelihood to help you and help you be successful than someone who you got their business card and just said, hey, nice to meet you and had a little bit of a conversation. Exactly. And the best, best win here is, who knows, you know, a year from now that that person you just met and you know could be one of your top five friends. And, you know, mm. like how, did, how often do you make new top five friends in your world, right? I know. So that's, yeah. that's, uh, it's something to think about. The last people, most, when I talk about that and, and, and I have people raise their hands, and most of the people said, oh, I, my top five in my, my phone book are people I either I grew up with, my family, my mom. <laughs> and, and then, then my friends in college, and then maybe I have one or two from work. Mm-hmm. But then, but outside of that, it's, you can't say any of your top five friends are, are people you met in networking. So that, that's usually my goal, right? So. For sure. And, and a quick story on that: uh, when I was applying to my MBA programs, I went to a bunch of different networking sessions, and I went to one session for a university where the speaker. I ended up going up to him afterwards, ch- chatting a little bit. And we actually became pretty close friends, and he hired me after I was done my MBA program, 
and uh, and now getting married and involved in that as well. So it's it definitely something that if you approach networking the right way, it can be really helpful. Um, exactly. From a personal and special perspective. Um, and the last one is this idea, like I talked about, of crafting a story and not following a path. And, and this is really around, again, just understanding once you have the sense of what you're good at, what you care about, and having that true north for the things that you want to do, just seeking interesting and exciting opportunities that align with that uh, will will get you to a place where you're you're happy as long as you know those things and if you define success based off of your level of self awareness, fulfillment will come from that. Um, which was a really interesting thing that I that I came to learn from these folks. No, that's amazing. And thank you for sharing that and we'll definitely share that as well on, on our blogs and everything and any, any resources that you have here. And if you're just tuning in, we're discussing how to build a fulfilling career and finding success. So if you have any questions or even want to share your story, feel free to join the conversation with myself and uh, and Aubrey. But uh, last question, and maybe it's for the listeners, even for myself, like how do we start thinking differently now, Aubrey, about how we manage our career? The big thing is, again, putting in that, that self-awareness work, but it's also pairing that with a number of different things. And what I think is really important is understanding what's going on in the market and understanding the, the job market, where the economic landscape of where you're living is, and mm-hmm. understanding where the opportunities are is really important. Um, and, and thinking about that really strategically is important. And when you think about things like how technology is changing the world, um, if you're someone who's going into or thinking about going into a field that where, let's say, 50, 60, 70% of it is administrative, task-based, repetitive type of work, which when we actually break down a lot of the jobs that we do even in knowledge-based industries um, is going to be automated at some point by artificial intelligence, then that's probably something that you should be thinking about as to what are they going to be the skills and the things that are going to be useful in the future that will help me find a good, good and satisfying job um, at some point down the line. And the second one is um, for every one person that you network with, mm-hmm. whether you, it be kind of uh, over a coffee, if you're at a, at a networking event, find someone in your existing network and have that conversation with them and say, I'm trying to get more clear of the sense of how you see me, how I'm perceived, let's say maybe it's in my own company. Um, what are the things that you think that I'm great at? What would you go to for me for, for help with? And, uh, and getting very clear on that. And the last one is think about marketing. And everyone these days has to be an entrepreneur at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you want to find a successful career because successful and fulfilling careers are not easy to find. If everyone could do it quickly without a lot of work, then everyone would have one. And if you put the, the intent in really getting clear on what you care about and packaging that up in a neat story – and just networking and being very genuine about the things that you want to do, opportunities come your way. And when they do come your way, you'll have invested the work to define your self-awareness so that you can really pick and choose the ones that you know will make you happy, fulfilled, and ultimately successful. Exactly. And say no to the ones, to to the rest of them. Exactly. Awesome. Bobby, it's been a pleasure um, can you share where we could find more information about you, 
or your work and your blog or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Absolutely. So you can reach me over LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I love to openly network with folks. So if you want to connect, just send me a quick note and would love to, to chat, go for a coffee, have a phone call, anything uh, anything you should like. Um, the blog is on the internet as well. So the, the link is uh, work, work795.wordpress.com. Uh, and you'll see all the interviews that I've done from there. And that's where you can find me. Awesome. Aubrey, thank you for taking your time to co-host today's episode on, on building a successful career. Um, be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Business Leadership Live when we talk to new business leaders, thought, subject matter experts, just to really help you grow grow yourself in your career and in and, and your, and your business as well. But if you haven't done so yet, please be sure to check out the Business Leadership Podcast. I sit down, similar to Aubrey, I sit down, <laughs> sit down with business leaders. Share <laughs> passion. I love it. To, yeah, to, to talk about their personal journeys and experiences, on just specifically on business leadership. Um, new episodes are run every Tuesday. The last episode I dropped yesterday was actually just a special episode where I was sharing my experience, everyone asks me how I provide, you know, find balance in my life, so I share some of the strategies and really the visualization of a spinning top um, as your life in, as in equilibrium. So go check that out. You can find it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap for today. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day. I'll see you all on Friday. Edwin signing off.